God's identity and destiny for you on this earth is to be both a male and a man. They're synonymous. This was your creator's plan for you from the beginning of time before he even formed you in your mother's womb. And God did not make a mistake with you. You see, in Genesis 1.27, the Bible says, So God created mankind, humanity, in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And a few verses later, it says, God saw everything that he made, and it was very good. God created you as a human and exactly the sex, which equates to your gender, that he wants you to be and knows is best for you. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of XY Be a Man. Mark Arsomke is coming up in just a second, but before he comes on, I just want to let you know if you're watching us on YouTube, we appreciate you very much. Please like, subscribe, ring the notification bell for Media Unlimited so that you're notified anytime Media Unlimited posts anything. We've got a lot of content coming down the pipeline, including we're planning on kind of a bit of a retrospective on some of these episodes. That's in the works, so hit that notification bell so that you can get some clarity, uh, some a little bit of explanation of some of these episodes after they come out. We're going to do a little bit of a roundtable discussion is what we're planning on anyway. Uh, if you're on our audio platforms, thank you so much for listening to us there. Please rate us five stars. Give us a review if you're liking the content. We really appreciate you guys for joining us as well. Now, Mark Arsomke is coming up right now to talk about this episode of XY Be A Man. Hey, friends. It's great to see you again. We're continuing our 17-week discussion on XY Be A Man. Last week, we did an introduction to the 16 truths that we're going to discuss about what it means to be a man, a real man, a godly man. And so far, the response has been great. People are really interested in this topic because we really do have an identity crisis in this nation among our men. It's interesting, literally five minutes after I left the studio last week, I got a call from a gentleman and Kind of reluctant to take the call, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this call. And it turns out he had just watched the live stream of our first video cast. And he's like, man, that was awesome. So good to hear you. I really needed to hear what you had to say. And other people really need to hear this. And he just encouraged me to continue to do the podcast. And then the next morning, I got a text from this really awesome lady. And she said that she and her husband had been viewing the live stream and that they were going to do a watch party with a bunch of young men and their young teenage boys to go through this material. So uh, we've literally had hundreds of people looking at the material so far. So I want to encourage you to keep listening, to share this discussion with others and to have your own discussions. This is going to be a life-changing experience for you and others around you. So today we're going to look at truth number one, men which is you were created as a male, literally an XY chromosome, biological, human, male. And in God's created order, there is no difference between male and man. There is no difference between sex and gender. If you were created as a male, then your identity is that of a man. You were created to have the same sex and gender. Male equals man and man equals male. You see out there right now, we have 
the world talking about you can choose your own gender and that can be different from your sex. Well, that is not how God ordained things. God's identity and destiny for you on this earth is to be both a male and a man. They're synonymous. This was your creator's plan for you from the beginning of time before he even formed you in your mother's womb. And God did not make a mistake with you. You see, in Genesis 1:27, the Bible says, so God created mankind, humanity, in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And a few verses later, it says, God saw everything that he made, and it was very good. God created you as a human and exactly the sex, which equates to your gender, that he wants you to be and knows is best for you. And everything God created is very good, including you, just the way you were born as a biological male human destined to embrace your identity as a man. So guys, if you were born a male, you will always be a male, a man. You can change your name to Susie, have breast implants, not just moobs like I'm starting to develop. Those are called man boobs. Grow out your hair and curl it. Mainline estrogen. Keep your face smooth as a baby's bottom. Wear a fancy dress and high heels. Talk in a high voice. Even change your reproductive organs. But at the end of the day, you won't change who you are. A male. A man. A good old-fashioned XY chromosome biological male. Just like God created you. You will always be a biological male, a man, no matter what you do. And if you're offended by this statement or uncomfortable with it, then I want you to keep listening because that means you're struggling with your identity as a man or what it means to really be a man. And this discussion will hopefully set you free from the lies and deception you've been believing about yourself. And just as importantly, if you or someone you know is struggling with your identity as a male or as a human, I want you to know that God loves you and cares about you and has a great plan for you as a male human. And that's my heart for you. Even as I delve into some of the harder societal issues in just a moment, you see, at an individual level, God really loves every one of us. He loves you even if you struggle with your identity. And, and the Lord has been putting that on my heart that I should let love lead me in all that I do. So that's exactly why I'm sharing this truth, number one, with you, because I love you and God loves you. You see, if God has given me something, if he's given me a truth about your identity and I don't share that with you, and that truth could really help change your life, does that show true love? No, it doesn't. And so some of the things that I'm going to talk about today are difficult. They're even controversial in some circles. And many of the cultural elites in our society will disagree with me or even adamantly oppose what I have to say. But it's important for us to know the truth, for the truth will set us free. It brings life. It brings liberty. It brings us purpose and meaning. We also need to understand that while we can empathize with people who struggle with their identity as a male, Empathy is not the same as truth. See, in our culture, we've elevated empathy to the level of truth. But truth and em empathy are often two different things. Empathy feels compassion for what someone is going through or experience, but truth isn't just an emotion or feeling. You can feel love and compassion for people, 
who as a result of trauma and abuse in their lives struggle with depression or other mental health issues. But that doesn't mean that we celebrate the person's mental health issue or try to normalize the mental health issue. You don't hear anyone saying, man, that's awesome that you're struggling with depression. Being, depression, being, being depressed is really cool, right? We don't say that. That would make no sense. But yet, when it comes to people who are struggling with their identity, with their gender identity, even this medical condition called gender dysphoria, we celebrate that person's confused state of mind and being. And that makes absolutely no sense. And that's how you know transgenderism is a lie, birth in the pit of hell. The truth is God created all men as males and all women as females. And you will always be a man if you were born a male and always be a woman if you were born a female. That is God's divine destiny for you. And you will never feel truly fulfilled in life if you don't embrace this truth. Now, despite this truth, there are so many lies being told to men, in particular young men, about their identity in our schools, media, social media, friend circles, government, business, even churches. The big lie is that you can be whatever gender you want to be. You can be a guy, a girl, or something in between. Fluid, P-H-L-U-I-D. Yeah. You have the power to choose and you have the power to change your gender and even your biological sex. And this lie that you can be whoever you want to be has led to another crazy or even more bizarre lie that many young people are believing right now. That not only can you choose your gender and sex, but you can choose to identify as a human or non-human. We have high school and middle schools filled with kids today that are claiming to be furries, basically cats and dogs. And they're dressing up like cats and dogs and they're meowing and barking in class. In fact, we have stories, <laughs> multiple stories locally here of some of our local high schools where kids are dressing up as cats and dogs. And my daughter just told me that she's heard stories in these schools that they're actually putting litter boxes in some of these schools. The kids are doing that, the schools aren't doing that, the schools aren't condoning that, and some people say that's a myth, but my daughter said she's heard that from multiple of her friends who go to some of these bigger public high schools that in fact that's happening. So, I mean, talk about bizarre, crazy stuff. Now we have kids going through elementary school, middle school, and high school believing that they're a cat or they're a dog and identifying as that. In all honesty, eight years ago, I couldn't even imagine having this discussion that we're having today, that this discussion of, am I really a guy, or am I a girl, or am I something in between, fluid, or I can choose to be whatever I want to be, a guy, a girl, or something in between. I can choose to even be a furry, a cat, or a dog, a non-human. The unfortunate reality is since the U.S. Supreme Court overwhelmed the will of hundreds of millions of people in 35 states, and legalized gay marriage in 2015, our nation has been on a moral slippery slope headed for the abyss. The 2015 Supreme Court gay marriage case opened up Pandora's box and unleashed the forces of sexual perversion and deception on this nation like we've never seen before. And since then, we've seen the perversion of many things that we hold as good and ordained of God. First came the perversion of marriage through same-sex marriage. Marriage is between a male 
and a female. That is the definition of marriage in the Bible. Then came the perversion of parenting by depriving children of their God-given right to have a mom and dad raise them. Instead, now we have many families, there's two dads, adopted dads raising a kid, or two moms, adoptive moms raising a kid. That perverts who we are at our core, and in many ways is the ultimate defiance of God. I can be whoever I want to be, regardless of who God created me to be. I am my own God. And so that's where we are today, where with this whole thing of I can be what I want to be, do whatever I want to be. God, you didn't make me good enough. God, yeah, uh, I know this is how I was born, but I want to change who I am, or I want to change what I do with my maleness, my femaleness, or my sexual identity. And so we say, God, what you did is not good enough. And I can make that choice for myself. So we are taking on the position of God. I also want to say with this gay adoption thing, I really believe that kids are entitled to have both a mom and a dad raising them. And so we've deprived kids of that opportunity. Now, some of you are thinking to yourself, so what does the Supreme Court gay marriage case have to do with transgenderism? Well, it has a lot to do with that. You see, Many people who identify as transgender first have identified as gay or bisexual. And since the Supreme Court case, we've seen a normalization of the gay and bisexual lifestyle among our young people. In fact, I've read statistics recently that show that at least 20% of high schoolers identify as LGBTQT+. And, and so we see this increasing number of young people out there who really don't know who their identity really is, and they're struggling with that. And so we've seen the increased normalization of the gay and bisexual lifestyle, and as a result, significant increase of people living in a gay or bisexual lifestyle. And this gay and bisexual lifestyle has caused much gender confusion. You see, many gay men take on a feminine persona, and as a result, begin to identify as a female or transgender. We see the same thing with gay women. Many take on a masculine persona and begin, some of them begin to identify as males, men's. So in many cases, it's the really the sexual perversion of our sexuality through gay and bisexual lifestyle that has led to the identity crisis of transgenderism. Now there's more to that than just the gay and lesbian lifestyle because right now in our culture, being transgender is like a cool thing among our young people. So I've met a number of young people recently, you know, they, they wear dresses around, they, they comb their hair like they're a girl. Uh, maybe they're wearing high heels and they're not necessarily gay or bisexual, but it's just cool. It's a cool thing right now to just be yourself and express whatever you're feeling. So there, there's a lot that goes into it, but this Supreme Court case really did open up Pandora's box and unleash the forces of sexual perversion. And where did this sexual perversion find its roots? Really, it for me, for, for many men, it's found in exposure to pornography, which is another form of sexual perversion. So a lot of men have gotten into pornography, especially a lot of young people in our culture. Right now, the statistics show that about 95% of young women view pornography uh, at least monthly, and, and about 96% of young men view pornography at least, at least twice a month. And so what happens is your 
view of sexuality is being perverted through pornography. And a lot of that pornography, it, it's, you know, it starts off with opposite sex pornography, then it gets into same sex pornography, then it gets, some of this stuff gets into child pornography and other really perverted forms of sexuality. And then we begin to normalize that stuff in our minds. And unfortunately, with the acceptance of the sexual perversion and defiance of God has come the acceptance and promotion, in some cases, of the literal mutilation of our children in an at evil attempt to change their gender sex identity. And yes, promoting, encouraging, facilitating, and actually performing procedures on our children to change their gender is pure evil. The whole transgender agenda was birthed in the pit of hell. Just ask the avowed Satanist who is running Target's transgenderism clothing line campaign where his ideas were birthed. You see, this is evil. And I was just reading today, Jesus said, if God is not your father, Satan is. That's what Jesus said. I didn't say it. That's what God said. That's what Jesus Christ, the Messiah said. And so Jesus also said, if you're not for me, you're against me. And so we have a culture that is really being um, perpetrated and penetrated by evil. And now it's to the point where we're just embracing evil and the fullness of it. And again, this, this target case is the perfect example, the guy who's um, designing their transgender clothesline is an avowed Satanist, and he doesn't hide that. And so uh, we see, in my opinion, that this agenda is being exposed for the roots of really what it is, and it's it's rooted in evil. Now, I understand that some of the people who are confused over their gender identity don't believe that they're doing anything wrong by changing their identity, but that does not exclude excuse the moral depravity and misguided nature of what they're doing. Unfortunately, they're believing a lie that they are telling themselves and that others are telling them about themselves. And those lies are being spread across our nation and people are believing them and the lifestyles represented by these lies are being normalized and accepted. So guys, we can no longer just ignore the identity crisis some men are going through around us. And we can no longer ignore the lies that men are being told and believing about their gender sex identity. Now, maybe you're a guy who has been believing these lies, maybe even a woman, and struggling with your identity. Maybe you're experimenting with or contemplating becoming transgender. Maybe you're living a transgender lifestyle or non-binary lifestyle. Some of you are like, well, what is non-binary lifestyle? Non-binary lifestyle is, you know, you can be a male or a female or both, or you can identify as neither male nor female. The reality is there's some confusion there as to what you really are. Well, today God can set you free of these lies and confusion and of the struggle that you're going through. How do you get set free? Well, as we've discussed, first you need to understand, but more importantly, you need to believe the truth of what God says about you, which is you are a biological male and man, and that's God's plan for your life. Second, you need to transform the way you think. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, 
and perfect will. So right now, if you're struggling with your identity, it's because your thinking is conformed to influenced by the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world is a self-focused antichrist system and pattern of thinking. You'll break free from that self-focused antichrist system of thinking and literally be transformed when you renew your mind. And that word renew here actually means a renovation or complete change for the better. So when you renovate your thinking, when you completely change the way you think, you'll be transformed. So how do you change the way you think? You have to literally saturate your mind with the word of God and then submit yourself to what God's word says. That's the only way this transformation will happen. So daily, you need to spend time reading God's word, studying it, meditating on it, and applying it in your life. And your thinking will be transformed and your life will be transform. Now, a good place to start changing the way you think is to start reading in the Bible in the book of Proverbs. This is a book of wisdom written by Solomon, the wisest person to ever live next to Jesus Christ. I'd encourage you, you're struggling in your identity, to get into God's word and start in the book of Proverbs. Or another great place is to read the book of John. Gospel of John. This talks about the life of Jesus Christ, who is the Savior of the world. And third, you need to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, Cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You see, your mind is a battlefield. There's a war going on inside of you between good and evil thoughts. You need to take the evil thoughts captive. And to take those thoughts captive, you need to understand what thoughts are good and which are evil. And the thoughts in your mind that don't line up with God's word and what God says about you are evil. So that's how you know, are my thoughts good or are they evil? Do they line up with God's word? Now, some of you are like, well, I don't really know God's word. I haven't really read God's word, so I don't know what's in there. And that's why I just want to encourage you, get into God's word and read it. And maybe if, if you're struggling with whether something is right or wrong, find someone around you that you can talk to that can provide some insight into whether what you're doing lines up with God's word or not. In fact, I would be glad to help answer some questions. If you have some questions about what you're doing and whether that is good or evil, feel free to shoot me a message on Facebook. Um, you can send me a message through Facebook under Mark R. Sompke, and I, I would be glad to respond to that. Or you can reach out to me. Um, you got my number, ask me for that, and, and I, I'd be glad to talk with you further. So when these thoughts come into your head, you need to immediately recognize them as evil and then replace those thoughts with what God's word really says. So to take the thought captive, we really need to recognize it as evil. And then we need to compare it with what God's word says. And then we, we need to replace it with what God's word says about you. So if you have a thought that says, I should be a woman, or I'm really a woman, 
need to understand what God's word says. And we mentioned this before. His word says in the beginning, he created us as either male or female. It also says that you were fearfully and wonderfully made in Psalms 139, 14. So if God created you as a male, then his plan for your life is to live as a male, not a female, not a man, or as a man, not a woman. In fact, he wonderfully made you a male. He did not make a mistake. So if you understood that God created male and female and that everything he created was good and that you were wonderfully and fearfully made, then you would know that, hey, if I'm struggling with my identity as a man and I think I'm a woman or I should be a woman, you would know that God created you as a man. That was his purpose and destiny for your life. And therefore, you need to um, take that thought captive about being a woman and put that thought to the side and, and just confess God's word over your life that, hey, I was fearfully and wonderfully made. And this thought that is coming into my head that says I was not made properly, that I'm not who God really intended me to be, that's a lie. And you need to take that lie captive, put it aside. So if God did not make a mistake when he created you as a male, then the thought that you should be a female is mistaken. And you need to trust God and embrace your maleness. And that's the last thought that I want to end on today is to embrace your maleness, guys. Embrace what God created you to be, an XY chromosome biological human male. Next week, we're going to cover truth number two. You were created to be a king's kid. We're going to talk about your identity as a son of the most high God. See you next week. Have a great day.